Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, everyone. My name is Michael Morelli, and I'm the Senior Director of Multi-Channel Content for SMA News Today. I'm going to be reading an article from the SMA News Today website. Spinraza, otherwise known as Nusenersen, improves muscle strength, endurance, and independence in adults with spinal muscular atrophy, meeting most of their positive expectations, a small, real-world study in Germany has shown. The data also show that patients reported greater improvements than those observed with objective motor function measures, suggesting that patient-reported outcome measures may be more sensitive to motor improvements in this adult patient population. The study, Treatment Expectations and Patient-Reported Outcomes of Nusenersen Therapy in Adult Spinal Muscular Atrophy, was published in the Journal of Neurology. Spinraza's effectiveness in older children and adults rely on real-world studies. To date, small real-world studies in the U.S. and Germany have reported motor function stabilization or improvements in adult SMA patients treated with Spinraza. Patient-reported outcomes, or PROS, have been discussed as an important additional outcome to assess treatment efficacy, especially in severely affected adult patients, in which common motor function tests are not applicable, the researchers wrote. In addition, while patients' individual expectations for a specific therapy may influence treatment response, known as the placebo effect, this association has not been explored yet in SMA patients. Now, researchers at Hanover Medical School in Germany set out to evaluate adult SMA patient expectations before and during Spinraza treatment and the therapy's benefits as assessed by patient-reported or objective measures. The study enrolled 24 adults, 15 men and 9 women with SMA, either at the start of or during Spinraza treatment, given at the hospital between 2017 and 2019. Participants were followed for up to 10 months. A total of 14 adults had SMA type 3, 9 had SMA type 2, and 1 had type 4 disease. Those with SMA type 3 and type 4 were evaluated together. Patients' mean age was 38.9, age range was 19.8 to 65.4 years, and they had lived with the disease for a mean of 31.1 years. 10 adults were able to walk, 10 others had scoliosis, 6 needed temporary non-invasive ventilation, and 2 required a feeding tube. Participants were asked to report their individual treatment expectations and to complete the Stanford Expectations of Treatment Scale, known as SETS, which is a validated questionnaire to assess patients' expectations toward a new therapy before and during Spinraza treatments. Patient-reported outcomes were evaluated through a questionnaire developed based on their individual expectations in which participants had to indicate improvements or worsening in 18 conditions during their Spinraza treatment. Motor function was measured using the Hammersmith Functional Motor Scale Expanded, also known as HFMSE, and the revised upper limb module known as ROLM, R-U-L-M. Results show that most participants reported high effectiveness expectations 83%, and complete confidence in Spinraza, again 83%, but no expectations that the therapy would cure their condition, which equaled 91%. Negative expectations, which were worries, fears, or nervousness about negative effects, 
were reported less frequently, between 22% and 30%. Adults with milder disease reported greater expectations that Spinraza would cure their disease, and those with longer disease durations indicated more negative expectations before treatment. Pre-treatment effectiveness expectations remained stable over 10 months of treatment, while negative expectations, such as nervousness about Spinraza's negative effects, were reduced considerably over time. The most frequently reported expectations were an increase in muscle strength, 79%, and disease stabilization, 54%. A total of 18 adults, 75%, reported clinical improvements, with increases in muscle strength, 67%, endurance, 63%, and independence, 42%, as the most common. These findings highlighted that positive expectations were met in the vast majority of adult SMA patients, the researchers wrote. Patients' mean scores for HFMSE and Rome showed a tendency to increase during treatment, indicative of improved motor function, particularly in patients reporting improvements. The team noted, however, that the degree of these increases typically would be considered non-clinically meaningful. Minor improvements, such as an increase in thumb movement, which may have a meaningful impact on patients' independence and communication ability to work, are not captured by the HFMSE and also would be missed by the Rome score, the researchers wrote. Therefore, patient-reported outcomes may be more sensitive measures to assess treatment effectiveness in adult SMA patients and those with more advanced disease, the team noted. In addition, there was no significant association between pretreatment expectations for Spinraza and patient-reported or objective motor function outcomes, suggesting that treatment expectations did not influence treatment response. Notably, a higher body mass index, a measure of body fat, was significantly associated with more frequently reported clinical worsening during Spinraza treatment. Further studies addressing potential weight-dependent treatment response need to be performed, the researchers wrote. The team emphasized that standardized patient-reported outcome measures for adult SMA patients are urgently needed, as well as future multicenter studies with longer follow-up periods to confirm these findings. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Forums Director Kevin Schaefer. Hey everyone, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy out there. Okay, so with everything that's going on in our world right now, and I know there's just so much hatred and violence and suffering out there, and we here at SMA News Today do not want to ignore that. Um, but at the same time, I hope that with the content we put out here, both on our podcast and videos and on our main website um, and on our forums community, that we can provide you all with some respite from all of that. Um, so in light of that today, I wanted to share a more uplifting story uh, with you all. This is from one of my older columns from, uh, from actually from 2017, so a few years ago. And this month actually marks six years since I met my caregiver, Randy, uh, who I've written and talked about many times in the past. And I actually had him on the podcast a few years ago. You can check out that episode in our archives. Um, and he's, of course, one of the most important people in my life, and I wanted to kind of celebrate that. So I wanted to share, uh, this is, a, again, an older column that I've read before, but I wanted to revisit and share this story with you all. So I hope you all enjoy. 
I'm often asked by people how traveling works when you have SMA. The simple answer is that flying is kind of a pain, and it's much easier to do road trips. Over the years, my family and I have gone on road trips to Florida, New York City, Missouri, Oklahoma, Colorado, Texas, and many other places in the United States. I could write a book about all the various fiascos that have occurred during family vacations, but the biggest risk I took was a few summers ago on the first trip without my parents. Granted, I did go to MDA camp once when I was a kid, but it's hard to call that a risk when there are dozens of certified caregivers serving as camp counselors and tons of other kids in wheelchairs. I'm talking about a full weekend three hours away from home with just a group of my friends and my caregiver Randy. For years, I had been dying to go to a comic convention in Charlotte, North Carolina, called Heroes Con. My friends with whom I do podcasts go every year, and I wasn't going to pass on it this time. My dad went with me to an out-of-town convention before, but I was determined to go with just my friends this time. Plus, it's become much more difficult for my parents to transfer me on vacations when we don't have all of our equipment and resources from home. So I talked with my caregiver Randy, who's also one of my best friends, and we hatched a plan for him to accompany me on the trip. Fortunately, my parents were both cool with this plan, as long as I was willing to pay for everything, including a room for Randy and his then-girlfriend Danielle. They're now married. I saved up money from my monthly SSI checks that I was receiving back then, as well as anything that I earned from the school paper, and had enough for the entire weekend. I could not have been more stoked. The weekend finally came, and I was ready with my traveling equipment and all of my comics, which I was eager to have signed by some of my favorite creators. My friend Lucas, who I've known since childhood, drove me in my family's minivan, and we were following my podcast friends Rich and Jordan on the way there. Randy and Danielle would meet us at the hotel later that night. We grabbed lunch at Wendy's, turned on the radio, and allowed the sweet taste of freedom and, and adventure to brush past us. The trip to Charlotte was smooth sailing. Now, the first fiasco that usually unfolds on our family vacations is when the hotel gets our accommodations wrong. There is a big distinction between a room that's handicap accessible and one that has a roll-in shower. It's vital in my case that I have both. Yet no matter how many times we say this when we make reservations, time and time again we've been given a room without the proper accommodations. As my friends and I approached the hotel's front desk to check in, a sense of dread washed over me as I worried about them getting it wrong too. If that happened, I'd have to deal with it without mom and dad's help, while also keeping my friends waiting and being late to the con. Then the greatest thing happened. The hotel got all my accommodations right. The room was fully accessible, had a great roll-in shower, and most importantly, there was plenty of space for my friends and me to store all the comics we bought that weekend. Once Randy and Danielle made it there safely, all of my concerns were brushed aside. Normally there's a but-then component to my vacation stories, but not this time. This is one of the best trips I've ever taken. I hung out with friends, ate tons of food, met dozens of comic creators who were willing to let me interrogate them about how they got their careers started, and of course bought tons of comics and graphic novels. I even made my robotic arm look like one of the character Doc Ock's tentacles, and posed for a picture with a Spider-Man cosplayer. Like any aspect of life with SMA, this trip required extensive planning. In addition to making sure Randy could come, I had to make sure that Lucas was good to drive me there and back, and keep track of all of my equipment. Without mom and dad there, I was responsible for making sure I was taken care of. 
I was 22 at the time, and yes, it took me that long to travel without my parents. Yet for every obstacle that SMA creates, there's a solution right around the corner. Hopefully once this pandemic ends, I'll be able to travel again soon. Thanks for listening everyone, and I hope you all have a great and safe and relaxing weekend. I'm Kevin Schaefer, Forums Director for SMA News Today. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.